Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. This evening, we have got uh, Andy McCulloch with us. Um, and um, actually, I've, I was trying to think like, how long I've known Andy, but I've known him for a few years. And uh, I, he was when I thought, let's get as many visiting speakers as we can. He was one of the first people I thought of. Uh, and um, Andy actually has always stunned me a little bit by his bravery. So if you know anything about his story, uh, kind of his uh, desire to go and plant churches and has gone to uh, some pretty difficult places to get church plants started and numbers of them and is now uh, supporting church planters uh, across the world in some uh, very tricky contexts. Uh, and so I think you know, when I think of him, I think oh, this is a brave guy I want to hear from. He's also bright and smarter than me. So he's written a book, um, which is really good and well worth you reading. Uh, and um, there's numbers of times I've been in uh, context with him where we've been in a room full of church leaders and then Andy's been invited up to speak, which I get a bit nervous talking on a Sunday, but talking in front of, to a room full of preachers who are there just all looking at you like preachers look at someone else preaching, you know, you just, they do that, all of them. But Andy bosses it every time, just very prophetic, very insightful. So uh, I'm excited to have him with us. Also, last time he came and preached in Fallowfield, which I think is about, maybe four or five years ago, three or four years ago, uh, there was a, a girl there called Natalia Sharalambos, who I'm sure many of you know, uh, and she was um, blown away by what Andy said, and actually as a result of it, um, moved abroad to get involved in church planning and mission abroad. So I'm just saying, if you're listening tonight, who knows what happens? Uh, I'm pretty excited by that. So Andy, uh, it's great to have you with us. If you want to unmute yourself, how you doing, Andy? Yeah, doing great, thank you. Good, very good. Right, I'm going to spotlight your video so everybody can see you and over to you, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks, Tim. And yeah, good evening, Christchurch Manchester. It's really good to be with you again. It has been a few years. I, I appreciate that. But Manchester's a long way from where we are, so you'll let us off. Um, it is Palm Sunday. And uh, this evening, I wanted to look just at the Palm Sunday story a little bit together. And so what we're going to do is spend some time trying to understand the story and then look at kind of four things that come out of this story and then just take a little bit of time responding to those four things as well if that's okay the amazing thing about christianity is that actually working through technology works for us because we believe the bible's alive um, the bible's powerful wherever you are you don't have to be in the room and so as we read the bible tonight wherever you are whoever you are you can expect to be impacted by it you can expect god to speak into your situation because the bible is alive and we also believe in the holy spirit and that's amazing because the holy spirit can be anywhere doing all kind of stuff at the same time and that's really exciting so i can be here talking but the holy spirit is with you and working in your life and will speak to you tonight and so i just want to pray but i'd love us to be expectant really that because the bible's alive and because the holy spirit is with us actually just i could stand here talking to a camera but God could move powerfully in your life. And I'd love us to expect that to happen. So let's just pray briefly. And then we're going to look at John chapter 12, which is the story of Palm Sunday. 
So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, for your church. We thank you that we get to worship and hear testimonies and pray together and encourage each other. And now I pray, come Holy Spirit, be our teacher. Let each person that is listening to this message hear the voice of God. Lord, I pray that people would see Jesus Christ really clearly and in a fresh way tonight. Because if we see you, that changes us. We cannot be the same. So let us see you. Let us hear your voice. And let us be changed, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amazing. So we're going to be in uh, John chapter 12 and verse 12. And we're going to be looking at just four verses uh, tonight. And it's the Palm Sunday story. And the context is this. It's five days before Jesus dies. Jesus is coming into Jerusalem for the last time. He's going to spend his last five days in Jerusalem. And then on the Friday, he is going to lay down his life, uh, be nailed to the cross, and breathe his last and die. And Jesus, I think, knows this is going to happen. It's been coming. He's been talking about it. He's been saying, the whole reason I came into the world, it wasn't for the teaching. It wasn't for the miracles. The whole reason I came into the world was to lay down my life as a sacrifice. I die so that you can live. I suffer so that you can be freed. This, his whole journey has been building up to this. And I think he knows that this is the moment. It's a significant moment. It's the Passover festival, uh, which for the Jewish people was this festival of like freedom and independence and the time when you get set free from stuff. It's like 4th of July in America, Independence Day. It's that moment. And so Jesus is coming up to Jerusalem there's huge crowds there, and it's his moment to really give a message, the Palm Sunday moment when he comes into Jerusalem. This, it's like his media moment, his big propaganda opportunity. What kind of message is he going to give? And really, he's got a, two choices. He could come into Jerusalem on a horse, or he could come into Jerusalem on a donkey. And just to help this understand this choice, I've got with me, I've got a donkey. So you could say, hello, donkey. Uh, there's the donkey looking cute and humble. And um, I've got a horse, which is a powerful looking war horse. Look at that. He's been in some battles. He seems to have lost his tail somewhere. It must have been a bad battle. He's wearing um, kind of these leg warmers, like a 1980s gym instructor, like kind of Jane Fonda, that sort of person. Uh, so this is a war horse. And this is a donkey, and Jesus has to decide. I love, look, perspective, massive donkey, tiny horse. Ooh. And, but Jesus has to choose. I, I could do that all night. That's really exciting. Um, Jesus has to choose. Is he going to come in on a horse, or is he going to come in on a donkey? You see, a hundred years before this happened, a great Jewish deliverer called Simon the Maccabee, he came into Jerusalem riding on a war horse, and everybody waved palm branches, and he was coming in to smash the enemies and to start wars and to set them free. And so everybody thinks Simon the Maccabee, he was our great hero. He had a horse and people waved palm branches. So now Jesus is coming. Is he going to do the same thing? Let's read the story and let's find out what happened. John 12 and verse 12. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees 
and they went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it's written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. And so the Jews are oppressed by the Romans. Uh, the Romans are brutal and strong. And the Jews are longing for deliverance. They're longing for a Messiah, some kind of leader that's going to come and smash the Romans and throw them out. They're going to have their Independence Day moment, like July the 4th in America when they threw out the English. You know, kind of same idea. Let's throw out these evil outsiders and get our country back. And so when they waved palm branches for Simon the Maccabee, the palm branch actually became a symbol for them of independence, a symbol of nationalism. And they used to use, like, do secret little palm branch messages to each other, like, oh, yeah, we hate the Romans, let's throw them out. And so the palm branch for them, it became this kind of symbol of freedom and deliverance. Now, the really interesting thing about this story, it happens in all four Gospels, so it's obviously really important. All the four of the witnesses noticed it and recorded it. It's a big part of the Christian calendar, Palm Sunday. Only John talks about palm branches. And... Palm trees don't grow in Jerusalem. So actually what's happened is they grow in Jericho, which is a couple of days journey away down in the valley. So what's happened is some people have thought Jesus is going to come. We want to have our independence moment. Let's go and get palm trees, palm branches, and bring a whole bucket loads back to Jerusalem and distribute them, some instigators, because they want to start a revolution. They want to kind of kickstart this opportunity to throw the Romans out. They want to start a war. But Jesus, he chooses not to ride on a horse. He chooses, he goes and finds a donkey and chooses to come into Jerusalem on the donkey. Why? Because in wartime, kings ride horses. But in peacetime, kings ride donkeys. They wanted Jesus to come and start a war. But Jesus was coming to start a peace. And John, he quotes here from Zechariah, the prophet, who wrote 500 years before Jesus. And Zechariah said this, and he quotes him, and I'm just going to read the two verses from Zechariah chapter 9, verses 9 and 10. Zechariah said this 500 years before Jesus. He said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim, and I will cut off the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations, and his rule shall be from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. So Zechariah is prophesying, one day your king is going to come, and he's going to be riding on a donkey, because he's going to be speaking peace to the nations. And he says he will cut off the war horse and the chariot. He will end war. He will uh, end violence. He's bringing a peace, not a war. Zechariah's prophecy is pro-donkey and anti-horse. And um, Jesus is not coming as a horse king. He's coming as a donkey king. And I just want to quote from uh, D.A. Carson, who wrote about this. And then we're going to look at four differences between horses and donkeys and why that's important for us today, okay? So D.A. Carson said this, Jesus refuses to reinforce their political 
and nationalist aspirations by riding on a war horse or by stirring up insurrection against the Romans. Rather, he takes steps to enter Jerusalem on a donkey, fulfilling rather different Old Testament prophecies. And so we see here, Jesus is not the horse king, he's the donkey king. Why does that matter for us? Why is that important? Four differences between horses and donkeys, uh, which should, I hope, resonate with us a little. Number one, Jesus is coming to start a peace, not to start a war. Jesus is the peace king. He's the prince of peace. When he comes into a place, he brings peace. He is peace. You know, that's really important for us at the moment, uh, under lockdown. I don't know about you. I, I have good days when it's okay. And then I have days when I'm just I'm feeling a little bit mad, going a little bit stir crazy. I've got friends that are sick. Um, I, I know someone that's died a couple of weeks ago. This is real stuff. We could be anxious. Our heads can be busy. We can struggle to sleep at night. Jesus is saying, receive my peace. Jesus is riding into your life, into your house right now on his donkey as the peace king. He's coming to bring peace to you. He says, that's who I am. I'm the bringer of peace. My presence is peace to you. I want you to feel that tonight. Jesus rides into Jerusalem to start a peace. He rides into our lives speaking peace. The second difference between a horse and a donkey is those that ride horses are arrogant, whereas those that ride donkeys are humble. You know, the Zechariah verse said, look, your king is coming humble and mounted on a donkey. You can even tell that from the posture. If you ride on a horse, look at that. Look, look how arrogant that looks. But if you ride on a horse, you know, you kind of all big stuff. If you, it's impossible to look cool riding on a donkey. You, you, just, you slouch, your posture goes. It's, and a donkey is an insult in most cultures in the world, you donkey. Yeah, I, I could have really insulted some people just now. Whereas calling someone a stallion or a stud, that's a compliment in many places. And so Jesus is choosing here the place of shame, of humiliation, of lowliness. Jesus is the lowly king. Now, that's really important as well. When he comes into Jerusalem, the first thing he does is he washes his disciples' feet. He says, I've come here to serve you. I've come here to do the dirty thing, to take the low place. And actually, he's on his way to die. He's on his way to serve mankind by laying down his life, by dying the death of a slave, being betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, the price of a slave. He's, he's coming to take the humiliation and the insults and the shame and the curse and to lay down his life in order to bring blessing and salvation and life to people. And so Jesus is the lowly king and he's saying to us tonight, let me serve you. Let me wash you. Jesus doesn't enter people's lives by bulldozing their will and going, boom, here I am. I'm in your face. Jesus comes into people's lives by serving them. That's his way into our world. That's amazing. Number three, the third difference between donkeys and horses is actually uh, donkeys were uh, authentic to Judea, whereas horses were external. They were foreign. It was pretentious to try and have horses. Donkeys were local, indigenous. 
uh, whereas other armies had horses, Egypt had horses, Rome had horses, and sometimes uh, Judean kings wanted to have horses. Solomon had, um, he had 40,000 stalls of horses, we read, and 12,000 chariots. He'd, he was trying to be Egyptian. He was trying to be like Pharaoh. He thought, I want horses. Jesus is saying, actually, you don't need to try and be like them or try and look like them or try and do it like them. Jesus is saying, be who I made you. Jesus is the authentic king. He doesn't come with fakery or pretension. He comes and says, look, I made you a certain way. Be the you that I made you. And I think it's really important. At the moment, we're all spending more time than normal on social media. We do that because we're trying to connect with the world, connect with our friends. But the challenge with that is you can see stuff and go, I want to be like that. I wish I was like them. I wish I was doing that. And Jesus is saying, don't insult the creator by despising his creation, you. Don't insult the creator by going, oh, I wish I was like this. or I wish I was like that. Be who I made you. So there's a difference here between a horse and a donkey in the kind of Judean context, and it's important for us. And then fourthly and finally, Jesus is riding into Jerusalem to bring inward change in people's lives. The Jews were expecting outward change. They thought, oh, there's going to be a revolution. There's going to be a change of government. Everything. The problem isn't in me. The problem is everywhere else. Let Jesus come and fix all of that, and I'll be fine. Jesus says, no, 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 I'm going to change the world but I'm going to do it by changing you first. I'm going to change your inside. And then because people are changed on the inside, then the world gets changed because the problem with the world is inside us. And so uh, a horse king comes to change the outside, but a donkey king, he comes to change the inside, to wash our hearts, to renew us, to make us new. And because he changes us, then the world is changed through us. And so Jesus is the transformation king, the inner transformation king. And Jesus is saying to us today, let me transform your heart. So Jesus is the, the peace king and he's saying, receive my peace. Jesus is the lowly king and he's saying, let me serve you, let me wash you. Jesus is the authentic king and he is saying, be who I made you. And Jesus is the transformation king, and he's saying, let me transform your heart. Amen. We're just going to take a moment just to respond together to these things. So I wonder if you would just consider with me. Firstly, is there anything that you've heard that makes you think, oh, I need to say sorry to God. I need to say sorry about this. I need to say sorry about my attitude. Sorry about the way I've been thinking, the way I've been seeing the world where I've been seeing myself. Let's just take a moment to pray, firstly, and say sorry to God. Heavenly Father, we are sorry for our wrong attitudes, for the times when we're arrogant instead of humble, the times when we're looking around instead of looking up, the times when we expect you to be something else where you're working in our hearts. Come, Lord, I pray, and forgive. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you wash our hearts and make us new. In Jesus' name, amen. Secondly, I wonder if there's anything this evening that you need to receive from God. Now, Jesus is here going, receive my peace. Receive it right now. It's bringing peace to you. Receive him serving you. That can be difficult to ask God for help, but he's saying, I've come to serve. I've come to die for you. I've come to wash your feet. What can I do for you? How can I answer prayers for you? Receive him bringing his gentleness and his 
humility and to life. Receive something right now in the Holy Spirit. And finally, I wonder if there's any choices that you need to make tonight. When you see Jesus riding into Jerusalem on his horse, you know, the people that were receiving him, they got it so wrong. They were crying out, Hosanna, which means God save us. But they didn't recognize the salvation that was coming. Let's recognize that Jesus is coming to save, coming to help, coming to deliver, coming to bring life. Let's receive and let's choose. Lord, we choose to welcome you into our hearts. We choose, oh God, to receive the spirit of the humble serving king. We choose to receive your life and your goodness this Palm Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen.